Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very, very special guest today, and the Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said, what do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Griff Report. I am your host, the Griff God, Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. And I got my special guest here with me today, Chrissy May. Chrissy May, what up, baby? It's so great to see you. It's so great to be here. It's been way, way too long. I think the last time we even interactive was when i was presenting for the grifties which is almost mm. a year ago yeah yeah speaking of the grifties we are cooking up something special we're, we're cooking up uh grifties irl what how are you gonna yeah. do that uh we're gonna run out a comedy club and then shoot the award show at the comedy club that's a great idea so do you know what that means right are you going to have a show? Well, guess who's going to be presenting at the Grifties IRL? Who? Chrissy Mayer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, this that's just like me asking you if you would. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love being put on the spot. I'm in. You're in? When Dope. are you thinking of doing it? When and where? Um, we'll probably do it at Sam Tripoli's spot. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What Jersey? is that? The... um. Oh, okay. His oh, the dojo, the, the dojo. dojo of comedy in uh, Morris Plains. I've performed there many a time. It's yeah. a great spot. And yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, Mike Romanelli, the owner, is a great guy. Yeah, is that Mike? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Romanelli, super based, great hang, liberal yeah. with, with liberal with his pores. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so we spoke to Mike the other day and we're looking to cook this up. I'm probably going to head down there and check out a show just to, you know, fill the vibe out. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we're probably going to do, uh, Grifty's IRL, sell tickets at super cheap prices so everybody can attend and people can fly in if they're out of town and get a whole bunch of great special guests. Uh, I was nudging, uh, Nancy over at Tim Cash, uh, cause we were in talks before for the first, uh, Grifty's IRL. So hopefully Tim Cast will uh, be involved, and we'll get a whole bunch of other um, super big names involved. In this. Yeah, it's that's be a really good. good. Like, see who's East Coast, see who's like Virginia, Pennsylvania, like right. within that world. I have some ideas too that I could pitch your way, but this is great for me because it's just a drive. It's like please. an hour and change. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. Whatever ideas you got, please send them over. I am all ears. Absolutely okay. all ears. Yeah. Um. Chat, you know, are, is the chat excited about that? Chat, are you excited? Are y'all gonna come? Who in the chat's maybe, gonna come? In? Maybe they're not even. Would it be? Uh, would you have comedy? Would you have? Because I was just at, uh, I guess it was the first ever kind of Infowars did a uh, lip. I guess the first annual Liberty Awards. It was mm -hmm. in August, and. I love the I love the idea of a live show, people getting together. There was a presenter. Um, 
myself and Lila Hart did like a little bit of comedy. It was a kind of chaos, but anytime you do the first of anything, that's how it's going to be. But yeah. I loved the idea. What was the chaos? Just the, there was a lot of people in there mm. uh, and not, it was, and it's August. Maybe. Oh, got a little hot in there. Well, that was good. But other than that, it was great. Okay. Um, what does it say? Hold on. Why am I getting this message? Hold on a second. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. You can? Okay, good. All right. Now we're good. Looks like um, it said my, my internet connection was unstable for some reason, but um, looks like we should be good now. I'm sorry. I apologize. But um, yeah, I, I think I might mix in some comedy there. I mean, the Grifties is funny, right? So oh, yeah. um, we can definitely... Uh, mixing some comedy i'm definitely thinking some a lot of improv stuff right you know that's where for sure presenting yeah, the get, next award oh uh, like t tyler fisher is uh is close by he does amazing impressions okay i don't know if alex uh, something it sounds like something maybe alex stein might fly out for mm. um yeah yeah we might have to get alex stein involved let me write that down because i'm putting together my wish list of people and alex stein definitely has to be on my wish list That'll be crazy. And then I might, might cook, up, cook up a little after party, too. Yes, we love an after party. Also, the guys from Normal World, Dave Landau, very funny stand-up comic, and Quarter Black Garrett. Okay. Uh, very funny. Not not like a stand-up, but like I would consider him like a sketch performer. Mm. Like definitely funny. Dope. Uh, and he's dope. also on uh, Friday Night Tights. Oh, okay. Yeah. What the hell is Friday Night Tights? It's a show I do uh, every Friday on Nerdrotics YouTube channel, and we'll kind of critique movies, culture, TV shows. Okay. The wokeification of everything we love. You saw Barbie, didn't you? I did. So what was your review on Barbie? I think it's not as woke as everyone is saying it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think it's not as based as everyone is saying it is. I think it's simply just a movie meant for maybe millennial women or old old gen z women like basically you shouldn't be seeing this movie if you're like i don't know under 25 years old mm. basically like 25 to probably like 60 ish i guess like if you played with barbies or bought your daughter barbies you could every, everyone else you're not gonna get it and i think a lot of people were looking to read in overtly feminist themes in the movie that may or may not have been there or may, mm. or may or may not have been intended but mm. i think simply they're like oh man everyone hated ken i'm like no it's from, i think it's from there's the perspective of somebody playing with dolls who's like a girl and not thinking about men yet so yeah ken sort of serves as this just an accessory because you're not thinking like oh yeah i got i gotta relate to the guy <laughs> you know he's just like he's thrown in the dream house on his side with no pants on and like then you kind of forget about him mm. so i thought it was aesthetically very pleasing and it did so well because it was just a, a it was a feel-good chick flick something you could grab your your girlfriends drink in the parking lot and just go have some good clean fun it, it sounds like some sex in the city type vibes a little bit yeah. yeah and you know what it's hard to make a movie about sort of coming of age in the 90s and and aughts without the mention or without uh overtone of, of sort of like feminist themes you know it's it's yeah. just we all kind of grew up in feminist waters so 
just because you make nods to it doesn't mean that you're like a hundred percent supporting it. You're just did anybody uh, I, I guess, try to cancel you when they saw you went to go see it? Did anybody say, Chrissy, how no. dare you go see it? No, no? they okay. no, God, that's probably one of the people did, I think expected me to go. Hmm. A lot of people were just annoyed that I didn't hate it and didn't outright uh, consider it to be like feminist trash. Mm -hmm. But I think I have a decent understanding of like, uh, I guess, the liberal mind because I used to be a huge feminist. And uh, really? Yes. What in the hell? I know. Why? In college. I, well, I just, I had all the, everything lined up. I had issues with my dad. I didn't like how I looked. I didn't have good luck with boys. I had braces in college. My parents didn't have a great marriage or relationship. So all that points to like, be alone forever. Mm. Never have kids, never get married. Don't depend on anyone. Cause I'd see my parents fighting. And uh, I would just be like, all right, got it. Don't depend on a man because he'll always disappoint you. And I think my mom definitely made a huge impact on me. And I think a lot of boomer moms mm -hmm. were not conscious of the way that they spoke to their kids about their father, about their husbands, you know, because it's just and, and you've seen it kind of trickle into kind of sitcom culture that it's perfectly fine for the woman to be shitting on the guy oh god he doesn't know what he's doing or oh how do i even put up with you and he he's like this bumbling fumbling loser and and the wife is like does it all and is like this martyr you know yeah. where it's like that's kind of how my mom was and i'm like mom just fucking ask for help you know <laughs> no one can read your mind <laughs> um i think there's some sort of crossover between feminism and being unattractive yes of course yeah, it seems like when women can't get men, they're like, okay, so then the be the next best thing to do is hate them. And that comes back to an old idiom about, you know, hate the things that you can't have, right? So I think there's a lot of crossover there with feminism. And, and you sort of alluded to that. You said you had braces, you felt unattractive, et cetera, et cetera. So that leads to feminism. But um, coming back to Barbie, I want to ask you a question. Uh, I thought it was quite suspect that men were going out to watch this movie to hate watch it. And I thought they, that was gay. Well, because hate watching and and doing hate reviews gets a lot of clicks. And yeah. then other people that hated it, you can kind of bond over your mutual hatred of a thing, which has just yeah. become very, very popular kind of in the content creation world. That's gay though. <laughs> like I saw, um, Ben Shapiro, I think, and somebody else from Daily Wire, and I'm just like, I wish I had a job there so I could tell them, no, we're not fucking doing that shit. Not everyone needs to do everything. People go to Ben Shapiro for his uh, political takes yeah. and serious issues. Like, d don't go to Ben for like what movie to see. Like, he's not that. He's not where I would go to get fun pop culture takes. He's gonna make everything he touches like serious and a little boring. So. Yeah. Why would we? I not just, everyone just, can do everything, you know, I, I, and that's okay. I just wanted the executives up there to just say, no, that's gay, Ben. Let's send Candace. Let's have Candace do the Barbie yeah, because it's Brett a girl Cooper. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, Ben, no, this is a little bit too much grifting. Uh, we might have to nominate Ben for Grifty. Grifties.com. Make sure y'all go nominate Ben Shapiro. If he's already up there, make sure y'all go vote him for vote for him. Grifties.com. You've been doing hella grifting this year. 
Really? Okay. Oh, look, it's Muffin. Hold on. Who's Muffin? It's Muffin. Oh, my Lord. You got a hound. It's, a, it's Muffin. What is that? A terrier? She's a golden doodle. A golden doodle? Yeah, we have the same hair. <laughs> That's true. It fucking I don't matches. know why she's, like, obsessed with licking my mouth. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Typical white people shit. Kissing their dogs in the mouth. <laughs> Here we go. I'm not kissing back, Hotep. I just, I just sort of... I do what I did in college. I just let it happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord so Jesus. <laughs> See, this is why I get in trouble with the black community because I got white people coming on my channel kissing their dogs and shit. <laughs> All right, break it down. What's the dog name? Muffin. A muffin. Yep. Muffin. Another one's. The other one's name is Waffles, and she's uh, sleeping on the bed. What the hell is up with white people and dogs? Uh, they're great. They are uh, f super loving. Mm -hmm. They're loyal. They're always excited to see you. Even if you, you know, you've had a bad day, you're like, this creature is so excited to see you. All mm. it wants to do is spend time with you and lick your mouth. <laughs> I don't think that's it. You know what I think it is? What? They're I just dependent is... on you for food and no. walks? Mm -mm. No, this is ancestrally embedded in your DNA. Because yeah, I used to use dogs to catch black people. What? <laughs> do you know what breed they used for that? No, do you know Bloodhound, right? I don't know. I, I guess uh, my family never really talked about that, that side of their past. <laughs> but I doubt they were using, like, you know, poodle mixes to hunt folks. So that's a terrier and poodle mix? It's a... Uh, Muffin is um, golden retriever and poodle, and mm. Waffles is um, King Charles Ca King Charles Cavalier and poodle. So she's a cavapoo, and then a mini golden doodle. And Even then you named them after food. Yeah, that's some fat people shit right there. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, coming back to your excessive grifting this year, I want to talk <laughs> about an instance I saw on your timeline. You were at like. What was it Comic Con or something like that, or or Comedy Con, and a blind man is walking past you. Oh my God! Okay, this was at Anime Matsuri. Uh, I'd been to conventions before. I've been to MegaCon. I I've been to like porn conventions, you know, Xbiz, Exotica, whatever, AVN. Mm -hmm. And this was the first anime convention, very similar to these other like MegaCon kind of like nerd and culture-y type yeah. conventions, yeah. except there's just obviously more anime at this one. Right. And I had such a gullible moment where like this guy came up to me with his, just his arms out and the guy, there was a guy with him being like, oh, he's blind, and he, but he's a fan. And I, right. I felt so bad because I was like, oh my God, like he doesn't even have a blind stick. Like he's, <sighs> he must be a new blind because he doesn't have his equipment right, you know? And I went to kind of like be like, hi, are you like, I'm waving. I don't think he sees me. And he has both hands out. And I thought just like for a goof, I sort of like walked into his hands. Like I walked into him boob first. You put your uh, whole just... titty in his hand. <laughs> but he was a gentleman and he didn't honk. You know, it just was like a like really like right there. Uh -huh. Nothing crazy. So he it was fun. So he, he, the... you, you, you put your titty in his hand. <laughs> against not it's not like it was like this and i just dropped it in there it was out and i you know 
Chris. I don't know, maybe if he could read Braille or something. But then I found out he was, in fact, not at all blind. Oh, my God. Fully, both peepers fully functioning. And, uh, yeah, they got me on that. So, so you are married now, right? Yes. Yes. Got married in uh, June. June Congratulations, 17th. first and foremost. But I'm absolutely disappointed. What did what did your <laughs> husband? Your husband looked like he killed at least three or four people. He looked like he was part of the J6 insurrection. What? No, <laughs> I went by myself to that. I well, I went with my uh, my good friend. Oh, I know. But y your husband had to have seen this man grab your titty. What did your husband say? I know he was pissed. I don't. You know, I'm sure he saw it because he. He notices the things I do. No, I didn't complain. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, it wasn't like a full blown, like honk. It wasn't like a, a grope. He wasn't like tweaking a nip or something. You know, I wasn't getting a purple nurple. It was like a very sort of gentle. And again, you know, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have different rules for the disabled and what they're allowed to get away with. I thought I was doing a good deed for the less fortunate. I thought I was giving back to the community. By putting um, a titty in his hand. He's just a regular ass dude that <laughs> so, I, I would not have done that for. So if it's okay to put your titty in the hand if they're disabled. It it really depends. You have to go on a case by case basis. You have to assess need, how how bad for this person you feel. You know, like just sort of look at them and be like, how often are they getting to grab a tit in their life? You know, like could I make this person's day? Just a little bit brighter. I think of it as my own little make-a-wish. <laughs> White women are the kindest people on earth, man. They just <laughs> willing to make everybody's day. Lord have yeah. mercy. God bless white women. Chat, uh, w how would you feel if your woman let a blind man grab a titty? I need thumbs up, fellas, in the chat if you're going to let it slide because your woman's just so kind. She's giving back. Thumbs I don't even down. know if he knew what he was doing. Well, of course he did. He could see. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, he might not even see what's happening. He might not even know what this is. Lord have mercy. Every man knows what a titty feels like. At least I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Not that guy that was dating Lauren Boebert. He was grabbing her tits like he was at the junior prom. Like, that was the first one he ever felt. That was <laughs> embarrassing for him. Yo! Like... Dude, yeah, thank you. Exactly. He was a little too horny. I couldn't get over his lack of technique. I was like, this is a grown man. This is a bar owner. This this is like a 45-year-old man. Like, did you just get here? Right. Like, who raised you? Right. When was the last time Ugh. you grabbed a titty, man? Like, like, come on, man. I mean, but I would expect that from a Democrat, right? Because Democrats usually don't get laid. So I would expect right. that. But... You know, for an older man, I thought he'd have more technique. You know, if you're going to grab the titty, just put your arm around it, grab it with the opposite. He reached across his body. Ugh, he was honking, like yeah. full-blown. And now what it's like, Lord Bober, she looks so good. Like, she yeah, looks she so did. hot. Mm -hmm. And you're catching her on that divorce horniness. Like, you're, she's coming out of 18 years with the same man. And this is a rare opportunity for him. Like, you don't go out dressed in a nude hoob dress mm. not obviously you just have to be patient sir like let the night progress organically build right. up some tension don't just honk away in the theater and i know they weren't planning on having that security footage come out but right. it's like ugh. 
even if no one ever saw it, like that, that can't feel good for her. And and people are like, oh, she, everyone loves to give their take, which is what makes the internet fun. And be like, oh, she was so into it. You could tell she was, she was grabbing his dick. I was like, um, no, uh, I think she's another kind woman who maybe she enjoyed it somewhat, but then it became too much. So I think she did like an uncomfortable wiggle into a polite position change that would dissuade further honking and I think she put her hand like kind of in his leg area I think she was trying to politely sweetly like transition transition him off that move mm, yeah that seems accurate I would say that's accurate yeah um I thought the most egregious thing was the fact that she was vaping <laughs> if it wasn't for that damn pregnant woman this never would have happened yeah, it's just so silly when I see grown people vaping. I think like, I think if you're over 25, it's a little embarrassing to be vaping still. Yeah, just smoke some weed or some crack or something, you know, like go <laughs> right. for it. Go for it all. This childish vaping shit. I think it's people who like the sneak factor. People who like to feel like maybe they're getting away with something. They're being a little naughty. Like you can get away with vaping inside if you pick your moments. You know, I, I think it comes down to just lack of control because I see people, they, they do the vape thing, like walking down the street sometimes. And you know, it's like this fucking big and shit. And I'm just like, yo. Like oh yeah. It's a major addiction. It, I think it's fucking with people and uh, it's so accessible. It's like, at least with smoking cigarettes, like, yeah, you have to wait. You have to take a formal sort of smoke break at your job. You got to do it on lunch, do right. it, you know, in the morning when you leave on lunch, whereas vaping is like, you could just be going like all day, like, on that thing it looks yeah. like a little flute i just think it's so stupid i just think anything that that you can get addicted to and become kind of obsessed with you really should phase out yeah well, are you canceling lauren bulbert as a politician after this vaping no. grab thing or... no because it's like we can't have it both ways we can't complain about the geriatric crypt keeper representatives we have like in congress in the senate that they're 80 90 100 a 1, thousand years old oh oh but it's like well we want young people okay well there's a trade-off okay do you i'd rather take someone who's getting their tick grabbed but who can like walk upstairs and doesn't stroke out in the middle of a of a of a press questioning yeah so yeah i would agree um which brings me to my next topic. You have a very, very interesting circle of friends, okay? And um, I'm trying to figure out where the balance is. And this is just like really an honest question because I'm not the type of person to judge, right? Like I got friends that are strippers. I got friends that are sex workers. I want to say friends, they're followers. But, you know, I'm not like oh, I can't talk to you or, oh, you shouldn't support a candidate. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't do that whole thing. So how do you, you know, what's the whole thing with the sex workers in, in on your content? You know, the OnlyFans, chicks and all of that. Do you have a fascination for that? You know, how did you enter that realm? Uh, kind of, there's two answers for that. One is when I started my show, Wet Spot on Compound Media, I was inspired by old school, like, Howard Stern show mm. uh, when he would kind of have a lot of stand-up comics on but also the occasional like adult film star like just to kind of like keep it fun because like I know that Compound Media's listener base is very male 
And it's like, I just think it's, even though I'm a classy married woman now, like, I just think there's something kind of fun about having like, and not that necessarily you need slutty women around, but women that are just kind of like down to do funny stunts or down to talk about all kinds of topics or like down to kind of like improvise and see where it goes. And I find that with like comedians and adult film stars or OnlyFans girls, it's like they they kind of we all share a sort of like enthusiasm, a kind of being like down for fun quality, which makes for good TV and radio and uh and not every episode is like we're doing anal ring toss that sometimes we have serious like interviews and more serious guests. Like we actually, I had Jack Murphy on wet spot before his, uh, his collapse. It, so we've had some notable, <laughs> some notable, notable guests on. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, and it's interesting because a lot of them are liberal and I like when they come on and like, like for a really good example is we had this girl on uh, this past Monday, very leftist and everyone else was like, kind of like center, center, right, libertarian. And we're talking about the event that was in New York city. It was a gays against groomers meeting that was happening at the comic strip, which is a comedy club on the upper East side. And then it sort of descended into madness. There were counter protesters for some reason. Well, I know the reason it's New York city. Of course, you're going to have pro groomers showing up, but we're talking about this event and we're like, it's hilarious because there are gay people and trans people in the gays against groomers group. There are detransitioners. There are people who have like, who have lived that life and turned back and said, no, this is not the way to be. And this woman was like, and she was like, I don't understand. Gay people exist. People just have to accept that. And I was like, wow, that's what this has turned into. Like we're talking about keeping children from, uh, you know, being taken advantage of at a very vulnerable point in their life, which is preteen and teenage years. There's studies shown books written. There's very much a huge social contagion aspect to this whole trans movement. Girls are coming out in groups. Girls are getting surgery, like kind of coordinating with each other. It's like, it's like everyone's got to be a care bear. Everyone's got to be something. You can't just be a plain old straight anymore. And yeah. uh, so I was just trying to explain that this gays against groomers group is is trying to protect kids from from this whole thing. And the fact that she thinks she hears all that. But her mind registers, oh, we're against gay people. Gay people don't exist. I was like, there's just so much work to be done. Of course, on both sides, the right doesn't have all the answers by any means. And I was like, wait, you didn't see any of this footage of of, of this happening in New York City? She's like, no. And I was like, that's another great example. Of like the our algorithms are serving us exactly what we want to see and none of what we don't. And it keeps us in our bubbles. I think that's another really great reason why I like having uh, these adult film star women on because they're always pretty much on the left. And if they stay and actually have a conversation uh, with the other guests who usually are, the comedians I have on are usually more center center, right? Just because the leftist ones sort of don't want anything to do with me anymore. Mm. And it's wow. nice to sort of change someone's mind on a topic. Mm. And then I started asking, it helps build interview skills. Like you can't always talk with people who agree with you on everything. It makes you soft. Yeah. And I started asking her about her life and she ended up, she got kicked out of her parents' house because she told them she was gay. And I was like, okay, now I understand like where all your feelings are coming from and the, your background. And like, I've had people who just, 
they they storm off the show they won't come on they cancel suddenly because they've googled me so i actually appreciate somebody with different opinions who actually shows up oh wow so you're so like that's canceled. that's one part of it there's like the fun part of it like these girls are fun um they're cute obviously there's a visual element to it like guys like to watch girls that are cute and they're they're also like hey i'm in town feature dancing at sapphire come by they get to promote themselves whatever gain hmm. followers then there's the conversational like difference in political opinion aspect of it and then there's the third aspect of it. it's like at this point like quite a few of my friends um either do only fans or, or do porn not a lot of them just like i don't know like maybe five or so but it was funny because in my bridal party three of my bridesmaids uh had their boobs done like redone within the last like eight months <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. Well, you had probably a beautiful bridal party. So shout out to the bridesmaids and all they that. They were very cute. We just got the pictures back. I got a poster. There's um Anne, something Anne. Um uh uh that that OnlyFans chick, she's on the right. Then there's Lisa Ann? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah, she's pretty big. Yeah, Lisa Ann's pretty big on the right. And then there's um, another one. She has a podcast and she has an OnlyFans and a husband. And I'm just like, how does that work? This is just so. Is it? Um, no, Holly Randall's got a big podcast, she but she came hair. from a, fo a photography background. Do you mean Riley Reed? Mm -mm, not her. Um, um, the other then one. There's Le there's Lena the Plug and Adam 22. They no. do the one where they. Your bang homie. Someone. This is one of your homies. Okay. Um, on the right, uh, and uh, damn, what's her name? She's really hot. She's a pog. She got a nice ass. Look like she got her titties done. Brunette. Brunette. She got a podcast. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but it's just you know the point of the matter is I'm trying to figure Leanne, out. Is it Leanne Star? Not oh Leanne Star was the one, not Lisa Ann. Leanne Star was was okay. her name. Yeah, Leanne Star is one, and then there's yeah, another she's, one. Nicole. She's on Simcast a lot. That's somebody I was thinking for you actually, because she's in PA. She might be fun to have uh, at Grifty's live because she is funny and she can rant. She goes off. Yeah. She is yeah. Oh, she is super based and, and unintentionally hilarious. All right, so we're going to have the porn stars at the Grifty. Lord have mercy. Um, all right, Leanne Starr, I like that. I think her name is Nicole. Nicole something. Nicole Aniston? No. Um, but it doesn't matter. My, my question okay. is, how do we navigate this right-wing space when everybody's so, like, you know, traditional and, you know, how dare you have an OnlyFans account? Is there some balance? Should OnlyFans content exist? Do you... You know, if you were dictator of America, you know, and I know many of the Republicans would want to shun this sex work. What would you do about sex work? You'd just be like, no, it's going to it's going to go down and we're going to allow them to have a voice because a lot of people don't even want them to have voices in the right wing. Do you think they should have a voice in the right wing? I understand both sides of it. Like, let's say that my uh, mission in life or my like brand or whatever was more of like the Ben Shapiro or even his sister, um, Abby Shapiro. But her married name is different. Mm -hmm. And she very much promotes like dressing modestly, but still looking cute. And she does kind of give marriage advice and like, who knows? Like I only just got married. Who knows if eventually I'll, I'll get into that space more, but I don't think I ever see myself going hard conservative just because uh, I really would put myself more as a libertarian. And I'm like, 
I'm I'm pretty liberal, like socially on stuff, except for, of course, like, you know, teachers, trans and kids, which is like, I hate yeah. that that's even like a radical, <laughs> like a radical view now. Um, I think, of course, it's like any vice, uh, just like alcoholism, just like um, spending too much money, just like gambling, uh, too much of it to, can, can totally break down a marriage, a family, a life, you know, you got to see like where you're at. You got to figure out like, okay, are you addicted? Some people would argue that any porn watching would mean you're addicted and you have a problem. But if, um, like if I'm on the road a week in LA, like it would be insane for me to expect my husband not to like, you know what I mean? Like have some me time. Okay. I wouldn't, <laughs> I but, would be, that would be ridiculous to expect like, no, don't touch yourself till I get home. But, but uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't perform for him since that's your husband, maybe a little, you know, FaceTime loving. You know, we don't FaceTime and like, we never have, maybe it's a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a generational thing, but we just like never got into FaceTime. We could, but oftentimes when I'm on the road, I'm sharing a hotel room like with my opener, uh, uh, with like with the girls that I'm touring with. So it's not a lot of time for like sexy time. And I'm usually like busy doing appearances or doing shows at night or other podcasts or, you know. Yeah. I was, I was it, saying, it's at pretty least, busy. At least, you know, run in the bathroom, take a little video yeah, and send it to them right. like that. You're right. You don't you're do that neither. Right. I should do that more. I like. I really should do that more. We gotta spice up your bed. Yeah, we your, gotta get your outside the bedroom game. You're totally correct. Uh, so to answer your question, it's. I think it's silly to say, oh, well, we have to no more OnlyFans for anyone, no more porn for for anyone, because then it's just gonna go black market, just like with anything else that people want. Like if it's not legal, they're gonna get it illegally, and mm. uh, you're you're never going to have a society which men are unwilling to consume uh, the product and and women are unwilling to create the product. You're just, you're not gonna be able to eliminate because women are always gonna wanna make easy money and, and some, t some women are really great at it. It comes naturally to them. It doesn't take a toll on their soul. Some have like the, the constitution for it physically, emotionally, spiritually, like they can handle it and it doesn't affect their ability to find a boyfriend or a husband. Like for some people, like it, it does work for them and they can, live a happy fulfilled life with it uh mm -hmm. i would say that's less common than people who go oh our kids found out yikes we got we gotta hide it from the kids or like mm -hmm. oh god my job found out got fired from my job so i just would say like if you're gonna you're thinking of just dabbling in it like you better be damn sure like think about your boss your dad all your male family members seeing all your content and if you're still okay with that like then forge ahead but just remember that like you are not in control of who sees your content and it is out there forever and will be replicated yeah i i uh, yeah i'm all for recruiting sex workers for political causes uh, to me, it's sort of like uh, when people hire black people to counteract the leftist black people. You know, we got token Negroes. We need token sex workers to argue with the sex workers on the other side of the timeline about politics and stuff like that. And there know? are some. They just are they're more quiet about their politics mm. because I think there is definitely fear of cancellation from other kind of lefty porn stars. There, There's... <sighs> 
yeah. very much this understanding that like everyone has the same values and everyone feels the same way about gay and trans people. And it's like, that is so not the case for, for every girl who does OnlyFans or mainstream porn. It's like, there's a lot of women who are like, no, I want to, I'm voting Republican. I want to keep more of my money. Like, or like, no, I'm not going to like fuck a trans person. Sorry. <laughs> or like some that are like, no, I'm just not going to do anal, <laughs> you know, like, but they yeah. have to really, really watch it. And I and I found the ones that I've been friends with that really are kind of more Republican. They stay very quiet on it because they don't want to be canceled by their coworkers, really. Yeah. I, I just feel like we're at a place where you can do weird shit like chop your dick off. And that's not wild. But if you are a Republican and, oh, my God, you are the most deplorable person on the planet. And I'm just like, wait. You know, you, you like Trump or you voted for Trump that like immediately cancels you from society. But, you know, doing all types of weird, funky shit, twerking in front of kids. That's cool. It just seems so bizarre and Twilight Zone ish for me, man. Sometimes it's just so much to take in. I think a lot of people are just very led by the group and the mob mentality and like what you get shamed in for shamed for in public and what you don't. Um, but same thing, like if you voted for Trump, oh, how could you? He did this, this, and this. Oh, but he was, uh, he pushed the vax. And it's like, okay, not everyone needs to be all things to all people. And yes, there's a lot we know now that we didn't know at the time. And yeah, I, it bothers me when people are so quick to like scrutinize and criticize and, and like jump down your throat. And it's like, okay, none of us are perfect. Okay. Like, right. Yeah. Trump is not perfect. But. He was better than what we had. Way better. Shit, look at what we got now. Yeah, it's a hot mess. Um, speaking of, Russell Brand was in the news this week for uh, sexual assault allegations. The UK Parliament is asking Rumble to demonetize him. YouTube has demonetized him. Where are you at? What is what is the Chrissy Mayer take on the Russell Brand debacle? I really appreciate what Rumble did. I thought that was really uh, upstanding. That was really fucking cool what they did. And they're mm -hmm. like, no, we maintain that we are a free speech platform. Like these allegations, which are allegations and haven't been proven yet, have nothing to do with the content on our platform. It's not, I mean, maybe if he had videos on there, like detailing these escapades, like maybe you could make the argument, but this was so long ago. To me, it just looks like so obvious. Like all these shenanigans happened like during the years he was like decidedly on the left and decidedly kind of like a mainstream uh, puppet. Not that he was a puppet per se, but more of like not pushing against the mainstream at all, not sticking his neck out for any um, tricky topics. Go along like, to get along. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like criticizing wars i don't think he wasn't criticizing the left really like you can mm -hmm. criticize the right all you want and you'll still keep a job right but he's like chris uh, criticizing ukraine the lockdown you think it's a takedown? all of it um i do think so mm. i do think so because a lot of these women like one woman waited 11 years to come out if a celebrity raped me i wouldn't wait 11 years to, to tell somebody and i think a couple of these women they didn't go to the police at all. They went to this journalist that had hit them up about it. So it's like, you should be filing a report. Like, and I don't care how blackpilled you are in police reports and oh, like nothing ever happens to the rapist. It's like, you still have to try. Nobody can help you if you don't file a police report. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just don't like this sex that you regret is now considered rape. Yeah. Uh, trend. Yeah, retro rape. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit's weird. They said that um, if you have sex with a uh, consensual sex with a woman who's under the influence and she wakes up to the next day and decides that she didn't want, no longer wanted to, she can revoke her consent. And I'm like, damn, that's fucking wild. You know how much drunk damn. sex we've had in our lives? I thought that was just called college. I, th I literally <laughs> did that for four years and I turned out fine. It's called being fun. Also, you made that choice to drink that much. Also true. Also true. Now I can see if, you know, she was like blackout drunk, right? And you took advantage of her or something like that. And she was like saying no and whatnot, but. No one's hooking up with known man whore, Russell Brand, like known man whore of the, of the nineties and aughts and mm. 2010s even to like settle down. I mean, I'm, no offense to his wife who, who he did set, eventually settle down with, but no one's hooking up with him for like a stable man in their life. They're hooking up with him to like kind of get choked and see what happens. Like. Mm. He's a fun time guy. Uh, He's a rock star. So when you kind of make the decision to hook up with someone like that, you are, there is kind of a bit of it that's going to be out of your hands. Like ideally, yeah, you would want to have your boundaries set and call the shots, but like that's how it goes. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to be with, you know what I mean? Like you look at someone like that behaving as he did during those years, you assume a realm of pot, like a whole bunch of possibilities, scenarios. If you're not okay with all of that happening, like maybe then don't, maybe then just meet him for lunch, mm. meet, do a breakfast date, not something where you're going to be drunk and like horned out and like, you know, take it, you know, really like, Oh my God, he's seducing me. His shirt's blowing open. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> Russell fucking brand. Then don't go out with him. <laughs> Um, chat, should we make this spicy? Should we, should we turn this conversation up? We got about, I'm gonna give about uh, another 10 minutes here with Chrissy. Should I make it spicy? We got two more topics. I think I want to throw in a spicy topic. I don't mean a victim here. blame. I'm just saying like, come on. Like you're not idiots. You, you don't completely lack autonomy just cause you're a female. Like well, you decided to hook up with him. Well, speaking of victim blaming, you did a bunch of victim blaming earlier this year. Which I got caught in the middle of with the one Eliza Blue. <laughs> Speaking of grifters. What is up with that? Why did y'all cancel Eliza Blue? I didn't cancel her. I interviewed her four times. Yeah, like during her heyday, I had her on a lot, which is very embarrassing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, wow. I totally believed it, I think. What do you mean? You don't think you don't believe her? I had her on four times. Um, there were things I was a little bit, okay, a little bit questioning, but I'm yeah. not a sex trafficking professional, so I didn't know any different. Yeah. Um, and then it just, there were just like too many things to ignore, like the willingly, enthusiastically shooting the music videos, the bragging about being a video vixen, the inability for her to keep her timeline straight her uh, inability to want to answer certain questions. It's like, look, if you're trying to be the poster girl for sex trafficking, like you better be comfortable talking about it. And you better, you know what I mean? Just like when I tell people the story of how I got into comedy, I tell the same story over and over again. Like it's been like a million times I've told the story and it never changes. And I never suddenly get uncomfortable. But it's like, you're a fucking public figure. You decided to do this. And if you're not comfortable, recounting your story like maybe you shouldn't be in the public eye maybe you should just be doing paperwork <laughs> i you know i i looked at i saw the, the 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 booty music video right and um 
I actually was privy to that video like when me and her first got cool because I Google everybody and I do thorough research and everybody and I found that video very early on. And um, I thought that was evidence of being trafficked. And I think at some point she may have enjoyed being trafficked and then regretted it later on and then rescinded, you know? And I think I can under Yeah, okay. I can understand that, but she was proactive. Like she sort of like courted, she like went after this guy and like she initiated doing this doing this mu music video. Like it was her idea. She was like, I have this whole idea for what my career is gonna be. But you don't think her pimp could have put her up to that? I think you can make more money selling sex to, for example, the UN diplomats who are in town right now. There's a lot of prostitutes in New York City. A lot of competition, ladies. They're flying in from Vegas, Europe. They're everywhere. I think you can make more money doing that than shooting a music video, which takes all day. Yeah, she had to do several costume changes. They 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 definitely went into a lot of detail with that video. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just she felt... was also on reality reality TV. You can see when you look at her past, like this is a woman who's just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. I just see as a person who also can see the the signs of somebody who wants to be famous because like I I'm with people. I constantly working uh, with folks who they don't care how they just want to be famous and get their bag. And mm. so I'm like, I'm just seeing a lot of similarities. It's like, she, this girl just wants to be famous and she doesn't really care how she gets there. Mm. Whereas I, just, I think if it was, if she was just being trafficked. I don't, I don't think that the pimp would like waste a whole day of hers shooting a music video when you could be like <laughs> blowing, I don't know, whoever. That's like 10 BJs or something. I don't know how you, that you could do in a day. Oh, Lord. I just felt really weird because both of y'all presented at the Grifties, and I felt like I was caught in the middle, and everybody's like, Hotep Jesus knows both of these ladies. I'm like, yo, can y'all keep me out of this oh, shit? Oh, <laughs> I could tell you want to be kept out. I was like, I'm not going to harass you about this. Like, And it's okay. It's okay to like not comment on everything. I, yeah. I hate this culture of like, you're guilty by association and the deeds of someone that you have dealt with or streamed with even once you are now responsible and need to speak to. I, I hate that shit. It's yeah. Like, Everybody's uh, come to me like, Hotel, what do you have to say? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> like she never gave me no pussy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Keep me out of this shit. Um, all right, last thing here. Let's go into this video. I shared this video with you. This video has gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> this was from, Hold I think, on. May. Is this yeah. May? I think it's from May. When like I tell very you, very early June. When I tell you, Chrissy has been on a grifting tear. She's been on a grifting tear. Chrissy, let me go ahead and play this video for the audience, and then we'll get your uh, <laughs> okay. your response to this. Hold on, y'all. Let me let me fire this up. Make sure y'all can hear. Okay, cool. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right, good. Let's go. It's pretty ridiculous uh, to to just assume that Chick-fil-A, I mean, you know, I'm hesitant to make a fried chicken joke, but they sell fried chicken. I don't know how much more inclusive we can oh, get. Oh, I can't here. hear it. Mm, mm, mm. Are you playing uh, it? It's pretty Yeah, I just played it. Um, oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> so you said <laughs> they have fried chicken 
and it can't get much more inclusive than that. <laughs> yes, now I remember. It's all coming back. It's all flooding back. Chrissy. This was a riff. This was a this was a complete pulled it out of my ass moment. Not to like, not that I shouldn't always be able to do killer improv. It's in my skill set, but I was doing a bunch of Newsmax appearances after my viral heckler moment uh, mm -hmm. in Dallas, which happened in the beginning of May. And then when I came back from that Texas trip, I released a clip that went everywhere. It went New York Post, Daily Mail. It was it was like retarded how much it blew up. Mm -hmm. So then New Newsmax was like, oh yeah, first come on to talk about it. And they're like, oh, you're funny. Come back and just like do commentary on the news. Like do this show, that show, snippets, comments, and like, they just said, go, like, run free. You know, I was like, wow, this is fun. I can just say whatever. I don't have to run anything by anybody. Um, I can just be me. And uh, I remember I was about to do, this was a pre-tape for, I forget, somebody's show on Newsmax. And uh, the topics were given to me. Not, I'm not blaming anybody, but, but it's just a matter of fact, the topics were given to me like kind of late and I didn't have a ton of time. I had written so much more about the other topic, which was, I think about Disney. Uh, this clip had been released about this, that these men that were working at the bibbity bobbity boop station of Disney, like the little mm -hmm. girl will go and be like, I want a princess makeover. And it'd be like a man with a mustache and a dress greeting yeah. them and be like, come on, I'm your fair. I'm your fairy granduncle right this way. And I had so many jokes written on that. The other story was Chick-fil-A, you know, the the right or conservatives getting angry with Chick-fil-A because they had just hired this new Diversity, VP equity, that, and inclusion that seemed officer. to be, yeah, to be concerned with ESG stuff. And everyone was like up in arms because like, but we love Chick-fil-A. And, and I was just thinking like, it was a poorly executed joke. It was really something I just kind of pulled out of my ass because I'm just thinking like, okay, diversity, inclusion, chicken. All right. I'm like, I'm just thinking like, cause, and then at the last moment, like the other, the other, the Disney story was scrapped and we just did the chicken story. And I was like, I was like, all right. Um, I'm just thinking like, I'm the executive. How can we become more inclusive, diverse? We're already diverse. We serve fried chicken for Christ's sakes, you know? And it like, I, not that I regret saying that or regret the sentiment or the or the the angle of the joke. I just I I feel like I could have executed it slightly better. Not like I regret making a fried chicken joke. I don't. But <laughs> I didn't. You know what I mean? It was like a a bunt instead of like. Have you have you, you know, has Newsmax called you back since? <laughs> well, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy, do you think that joke was racist? Um, do I think it was racist? <laughs> I think it was racial. I think lots of uh, lots of jokes are hilarious because they are racial uh -huh. or they deal with stereotypes. Yeah. Um, I think to avoid those topics would make for a very boring and safe and creatively stifled comedian. Mm. Well. But everyone it. loves fried chicken. Like, name me one group of people who don't love fried chicken. Everybody loves fried chicken. Um, but, you know, considering the fact that the joke was racial slash racist, and I'm the black man, I'm the ambassador of black people, we're going to have to give you a side quest for this. <laughs> side okay? quest? You, you, you gotta, you, there's some reparations that needs to be involved oh, for this no. joke. You know, and since we're dealing That's with diversity, equity, and inclusion, since you let a blind man grab your titty, now you got to <laughs> let a black man grab your titty. 
Okay. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> or even better, a blind black guy. A blind black man. There you go. There you go. Um, now nah, I saw the I saw the clip and I just said to myself, Lord have mercy, Chrissy done lost her damn mind. I was just she like, does not care. And I just thought, uh, well, it was a pre-tape, and I remember leaving going. Oh, it was a pre-tape? Uh, I remember leaving going, well, that wasn't probably my best and work. And he still aired it? That I was thinking, like, what if it was really so horrible, they would have cut it out. Right. So I was surprised that it aired. Wow. But I was like, I'm just, I'm going to give it all I got. I mean, I get, I've been on tons of shows where they've cut jokes and they just, they pick what they pick, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I did Gutfeld and they cut a bunch of jokes I did. So right. it's like, uh, it just, it's very normal. Yeah. All these late night shows, a lot of them cut jokes before you even get on stage. You have to do your set over and over and you have to revise it a ton, sometimes to a, a point where it's like not even your, similar to your original set anymore. It's just like so sterilized. Mm. Um. But that's what I liked. I I did like that about Gutfeld, and that's what I liked about Newsmax. I was like, cool, I could just fucking riff. <laughs> right, yeah. That's funny. It was pre-taped, and they still aired it. Somebody was like, yeah, let's air this. And then afterwards, they're like, who aired this? I know some exec at the place was like, who aired this? Who said aired this? We weren't supposed to air this. You know, but clicks, controversy. I was a little off. nervous, too, I think, because Dave Rubin was there, and I was just like, ugh. Mm. Normally, I like being way more prepared, but it was a day where, like, the, I got the topics kind of on the late side, and I normally like to have, like, a good 10 jokes, at least, written on a topic. Mm. Um, yeah. Things to choose from, and... <laughs> Like yeah. I'll read it. I'll go. Okay, these these three are stronger, and I'll just do those right before. So I it was a not ideal circumstance. Mm -mm -mm. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chrissy Mayer. Chrissy, when's your next show? I'm gonna be in Minnesota, October twenty first. Uh, Lila Hart will be opening for me, and Nick Ricada will actually be doing uh, a guest spot or hosting whatever he wants to do. Really. I don't know if I'll regret that decision, but he's funny. He'll think of something. Oh, shit. Dope. Guess who else is uh, going to start doing stand-up? Who? You? Hotep Jesus. Bet you better believe it. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. I've been writing my jokes for a little while, and I got a couple of bits lined up. I got a trans bit, and I got a, 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 a airline bit. So You should see if um, Tiff's has any open mics. If that's your closest gonna, club. Well, uh, Stress Factory is close to me, so I'm probably going to do it. Okay. The, yeah, they Definitely. got like amateur night, so I'm going to test it, it out there first. Do it before Thanksgiving. I don't know how nervous you are Why? to try it. I'll just give yourself a deadline to do it by. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I, 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 if I don't set the deadline, I won't do it. And I need to just book the show and then just like, oh, shit, I got to yeah. show up tomorrow. Look Fuck at it. the open mic calendar and just decide when you're going to go, uh -huh. even if it's a month or two or three out. And just like a doctor's appointment, do not miss it. All right. Uh, oh, that's what I'll do. Crazy, thank you for coming for the show. I'll be on um, the Simpcast uh, October 1st, which is my birthday. So I can't wait to see you. And I'll see you then. Thank you, Hotep. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hotep a belt. Bye. Uh, let me see if I can get my screens together now. Uh, yeah, you could just hop out because okay. I'm going to continue That was show. funny. <laughs> like, why did you tell this joke? And I'm like, wow, that was a little bit of a messy time. One, boom. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't see the chat at all where they... No, we're they still live. Laughing? Oh, okay. Uh, you have okay. to hang up. All right. <laughs> I'm about to continue my show. I, well, I'll leave before I say something embarrassing. <laughs> All right, later.
<laughs> oh my lord, Chrissy Mega. Russo said, "Damn, she is smoking hot." Man, gingers are a cheat code, man. She's a cheat code. Mikey two times says, "Stress factory in New Brunswick." Yeah, yeah, that stress factory. I'm probably gonna set up a date and go do my bit there. Frank Pellegrino said, "I just rolled my eyes and was not surprised that she was duped." Grifty, maybe R-worded. Yes, love your hotep and Chrissy too. Thank you, uh, Frank Pellegrino, with the super chat over on YouTube. You are appreciated. Anybody over on Rumble? drop any super chats i just want to make sure i read them okay nothing there cool um excuse me as you know um i have to do the cbdc update of the day then we're going to take phone calls as usual um oh shit i didn't do this one hold on uh yo how does this go uh is it this one okay it's this one all right hold on let me fix myself really fast uh i think it's here and then there we go all right i'm sorry i had to move me over let's lock that into place all right let's go into the cbdc update of the day uh hold on let me go in the griff biggie bag some interesting things happened today or were uh came across my desk in regards to cbdc's and banking so um here we got it. Let's, all right, so we got it on your screen. Now check this out. I want you to check this out. Um, let's look at the PayPal story. Is this it? No, that's not it. Uh, is this it? Okay, that's it. So, as we all know, PayPal's launched a stablecoin, right? Well, that stablecoin is now going to be available for usage to Venmo users. It's very interesting. I'm a Venmo user. I'm sure many of you are Venmo users. So uh, keep an eye on that uh, and, and how that works. And this is going to be maybe partly prescient to what we can expect from a CBDC and how this stuff works. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this competes with FedNow. Not exactly sure what to think. Not, I, you know, usually when I read something, I, I got to take. But for this one, I'm like, I got to use it first. I got to have some PayPal cbdc or paypal stable coin and then play around with it uh but they have an ethereum based stable coin so you should hear something about that um also uh this story came out recently and this is um published on cryptopolitan.com and it says legislative gaps as wide as the grand canyon in regards to the cbdc and this is in regards to um the digital euro CBDC uh, as um, this uh, financial advocacy group called Institute of International Finance. And some of the problems they point to is financial stability and bank intermediation mechanisms. So we've talked about that, the disappearance of your local bank, uh, which says we're here, but without clear definition of these limits, because it says it's all well and good to highlight holding limits because we know they're going to put place limits on these CBDCs as a protective measure, but it says without a clear definition of these limits or a strategy for their enforcement, it's about as useful as of integrating digital euro services. So obviously these costs to implement technology that'll make it interoperable with the CBDC, you're going to have to take that L. Um, they're going to have caps, right? It says here, but they're staring down a barrel of expensive like inf infrastructure connectivity and wallet, wallet software development. But wait, there's a twist. 
caps have been slapped onto fees they can charge. So the bank now has caps on the fees they can charge. This is definitely some communist shit here. Um, says credit institutions are expected to gift basic digital euro services, no price tag. So that means if they offer a service, they can't charge for it. Um, and then it says ambiguous definitions plague the realm of privacy controls. And that's a huge issue when it comes to CBDC is privacy. And they're saying the definitions of privacy is changing. So the Overton window is moving. Uh, we don't know what privacy is anymore. Just like we don't know what a woman is anymore. All right, last story, uh, and then we're going to go to the phone calls. If you want to get on the phone calls, dial 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. And don't forget that our CBDC update of the day is sponsored by none other than Syscoin. Make sure you guys tune in to Syscoin. Uh, link in the description box below will get you in our SuperDAP uh, engagement group. Get paid. Uh, it's going to be an airdrop for all participants. So join our Telegram. That's pretty much free. It's all free. Just download it. If you don't have the Telegram app, when you get to the group, uh, hit the message, uh, the pinned message, and it'll have all the instructions and basically more details on what's exactly happening with this initiative partnered with Syscoin and how you get paid and all of that good stuff. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be uh, a really interesting project and you'll learn more about SuperDAP and all the amazing capabilities of AI and blockchain distributed ledger technology. So shout out to Syscoin. And make sure you join a Telegram group. Uh, and then the last story today, this one is the most interesting. I left the best for the last. Look at this. Citigroup launches City Token. City Token. It's called City Token Services. And it says what this service does is it converts customer deposits into digital tokens. And they said this will help enable swift global transfers. So this is interoperability. This is um, becoming compliant with the New World Order coin. So NWOC, New World Order coin, or the global CBDC, or the One World Currency, as uh, One World Digital Currency, as Alex Jones would call it. Hold on, getting a text message from God. Um, <laughs> um, people are funny. Uh, and of course, it says here it's going to be uh, these tokens were settled. So they, they did a launch. It says here this launch comes on the heels of a trial conducted by Citigroup, the New York Federal Reserve and other banks involving digital tokens representing customer deposits. These tokens were settled through central bank reserves on a distributed ledger. So there was some cooperation between Citibank and the New York Federal Reserve and creating uh, digital tokens. So um, now I got to go into my think, right? I got to go into my think live now and walk through what the hell is this so my initial thoughts are obviously this is prep for the cbdc but i mean it is it just as simple as that like it's just prep for the cbdc because if city city uh bank can take my deposits and turn them into digital tokens um they're compatible with swift Oh shit. Oh. Oh wow. What if 
what if the one world coin structure architecture is built out before we get a domestic CBDC so that everything's ready and the dollar will be the last thing. Then you just that makes sense. That would make sense from a launch standpoint. You want to get everything ready and then plug in the last piece to world reserve currency or the Western reserve currency, the dollar. So once the dollar goes CBDC, you just plug everything in and it's just ready to go. So the new world order coin will be here before the US CBDC. Now when I say coin, I don't I don't know. Well, maybe the IMF will make their own coin. Maybe the Bank of International Settlements will have their own coin to handle deposits, right? Converting deposits. So central banks would deposit in their accounts or on their ledgers. Wow, very interesting. Now, Citibank also joins JP Morgan. I know you guys know uh, they have JPM coin. I don't know if you guys uh, remember that. Uh, so this is June 24, activates Euro payment settlement. Here it is right here. Uh, JP Morgan Bank deploys JPM coin. So um, there is a JPM coin, you know, um, JP Morgan, of course. So JP Morgan's already got digitized tokens. Here it is right here. Bloomberg. JP Morgan is exploring blockchain based deposit tokens for payment settlements. The funny thing is they could probably, you know, they hide so much. Like yesterday we found out at CBOS in Canada that um, they were involved in the testing of um, the RLN, Regulated Liability Network, which is another backbone architecture for um, cross-border payments and interoperability between um, uh, PSPs, payment service providers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, so JP Morgan is gonna have a, a JP coin or JPM coin at some point. A, yeah, JPM coin. So it says the bank runs a system called JPM Coin, which was announced in 2019 and allows some JPM corporate clients to move dollars and euros from their various accounts within a financial institution. So again, this is uh, cross-border payments. Rather interesting developments happening in the world of CBDC and nobody's paying attention. Um, one last piece I'll add on and then we'll open up the phone lines. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, here we go. So rep Ronnie Johnson had a really interesting tweet. If I can find it, I want to just make sure I pull his tweet up, um, on the timeline instead of me. Um, what's today? It should be here. Where is it? No, no, that's not it. No. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so here's the tweet he put out. He said, uh, he's at a, a senator out of Texas. So we have senators on board here, right? And um, I believe he's a Republican. 
Yeah, I think he's a Republican. It says here, um, let me just make sure. Ronnie Jackson, Texas. Let me see. Congressman Ronnie Jackson. Yeah, here's his here's his situation. Uh where's his wiki? Here we are. Okay, yeah, so, oh, wow, he was a physician to the president. He was a physician to President Barack Obama and Trump. Wow, interesting, a Republican. Um, incumbent, first chief medical advisor to the president. Uh-huh. Um, Is this the same guy? Or no, okay, so I think he's just a house rep. No, he's just a house rep. I thought he was a senator. I'm sorry. He's just a house rep. Yeah, he's just a house rep. Okay, I thought he was a senator. All right, I just wanted to fact check to make sure I wasn't giving you guys fake news. Um, it says here a central bank digital currency is a Trojan horse. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Uh, the global elites want to use it to control your freedom. I'm a proud co-sponsor of the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act. And thank you to GOP Majority Whip for getting this uh, legislation passed um, out of committee yesterday. So it's out of committee. It's going to the House of Representatives where they'll argue about it, amend it, beat the shit out of it, and then vote. So... We'll see what's happening in the world of CBDC. All that stuff. We'll um, just got to wait and see. And with that said, we're going to go to the phone lines. If you'd like to get on the phone lines, text HOTEP in your name at 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. And we'll be back after this short, brief commercial break. <laughs> 